0: or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hello, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I am here today with Dr. Edward Groove. He is the founder of Global Healing Center, and he sells amazing products and educates people. How are you doing today?
1: Couldn't be better. I just, you know, try to keep every day in a day of gratitude and not complain and try to just keep, you know, a nice, peaceful, loving state. So today is a great day.
0: I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Apparently gratitude actually has the power to like cellularly change us, which is amazing. Yeah. So I guess we'll start with, I recently met you at the uh, advanced uh, medical conference and you did a, a speech that I think shook a lot of people <laughs> and you talked about uh, urine therapy So, and that is something that you've actually engaged in yourself. Do you talk a little bit about? I guess I think a lot of my audience is probably not very familiar with it, does not know the history of it nor the benefits. So, you give a little overview.
1: Yeah, it was, um, I don't want to say it was shocking to me either, because about 25 years ago, when we were doing research on the root cause of disease and the root cause of cancer, uh, we ran across multiple practitioners that were using urine for, all kinds of modalities, whether it was, you know, hair regrowth, cancer, diabetes, uh, you name it. Uh, It's just kind of for thousands of years been lost in the shuffle, I guess. I mean, it it reappears every now and then, then it goes away. And in most countries around the world, it's, it's fairly known and accepted. At least people know about it. Their grandparents have used it, but here in the United States, I think it's probably the most suppressed medical miracle that mm-hmm. has ever been discovered. Wow. And my start came with being on the COVID task force for the president, the last president when, when COVID uh, first hit, or let's just say the pathogen. Uh, I was blessed with being on the team to evaluate the frontline doctors from all over the world and, and relay that information, even though, you know, it wasn't going anywhere. We found out later, but. Um, one of the reports that was coming in was coming in from India. Mm-hmm. And the reports were that there were multiple clinics, which there still are in India that just practice this urotherapy. And it's very common in India also, believe it or not, to drink cow urine. Now I haven't experienced that and I don't plan on doing that. Uh, but I mean they sell it in cans, like beer cans over there. Wow. You can actually buy it. Uh, long, long history of of yeah. using euro. I call it euro therapy, uh, mm-hmm. urine therapy. Call it whatever you want. But the fascinating thing is when all these reports were coming in about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and quercetin and zinc and you know ozone and vitamin C. Uh, to me, I had heard about this before and in India, they were people that were getting sick, were getting completely better and healed within 24 hours, 48 hours, because in most parts of the world during this pandemic, they don't, most people didn't have 90% of the people in the world didn't have access to a store to go buy herbs or an emergency room or a hospital or anything like that. Most of the world is still third world. I mean, they- just have to get by with whatever they can get by with. And a lot of people don't even have a lot of money. So that, you know, early on before we really understood what was going on and that there was really nothing to worry about in the first place. uh, It sounded very intriguing. And in my history before in 1995, when I was introduced to it uh, back at a cancer conference, I knew that it had powerful healing properties so the team fizzled out, the, the 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 task force team, because we just weren't being listened to and any, all of the stuff that we found and we relayed up to the to people that were above us, it was mm-hmm. just squashed. And, you know, we knew that we thought it might be different, but we knew the whole game that was being played. Right. And so I personally took on this project because I was thinking of it not only as a healing substance, but. What is the main root cause and symptoms of the world when we go through some sort of fake media uh, manipulation is fear. They're creating fear. So I was thinking, well, what if people knew that if they had something within them that could potentially get rid of any negative health condition that they may be suffering from and neutralize any type of poisons that they may be exposed to? Mm -hmm. that would number one would be free. Okay. No matter where you are in the world, you wouldn't have to worry about going to get herbs or you wouldn't have to worry about going to a doctor. And number two, knowing that you had something within you that would take away, you know, hopefully a lot of the fear that's involved with uh, the media propaganda that spread worldwide. And so that's, that's how I really got back into it and then had a team with myself looking and pulling as many do- as many documents as we could find ancient and and any relevant practitioners that are still you know alive today that are that have been working with this therapy for years and years and years and just trying to gather data and there was so much data that we found it was overwhelming that we actually started a website called eurotherapyresearch.com to publish all of the data that we've been able to pull so everybody else can go do their own research Uh, because my philosophy is the true definition of a doctor is a teacher, not a prescriber. So it's really, let me do the research. Let me tell you what our findings are. And then, you know, education is always number one, educating yourself on, on why you have disease and then also educating yourself on how to get rid of disease. So that's been my focus now for, 14 months. I, I am one of those crazy scientists Mm -hmm. that experiment on myself. (laughs) So, um, yes, I have been, you know, creating evolved urine, solarizing it, uh, doing urine injections, uh, putting it on my skin, in my eyes, because I feel like, you know, if you're going to teach somebody how to do something, you should do it yourself.
0: Wow. And so what have you personally experienced in that process?
1: Well, there was actually something that I read in an old, okay, so when I was around 12, I started having spiritual experiences, spiritual experiences, meaning like seeing lights and and having these outer body experiences and yeah. It, at the age of 12, and I, and I was born in 1968, so there wasn't a lot of, you know, metaphysical stuff going on or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was basically in Texas, it's like you, you're going to a Lutheran or a Baptist or a Presbyterian church every Sunday, and that's about all the spirituality you get. So nobody and even my preacher, when I talked to him, was was able to answer any questions about traveling out of the body or having experiences or doing any or just feeling like what all religions talk about. The kingdom of heaven is within, Mm -hmm. but no religions teach you how to go to the kingdom of heaven within. Oh Yeah. Or at least some of it's it's hard to decipher. Sure. So. To answer your question, when I was um, doing the research, I came across this book called the Damar Tantra, which was written like 4,000 years ago. And and it talks about how um, taking your urine after a year, your body becomes light. And after two years and after three years, and basically after 12 years, you become enlightened. You become an enlightened being after doing it for 12 years. And that kind of stuck out to me because it was, It was something that was really different than just drinking it for health purposes, because we know it has stem cells in it. It has all vitamins, minerals, nutrients, over 3,500 compounds. And it really is like your golden nectar. It's your perfect medicine that's designed to come out of you that can, that has the antibodies and the anti-venoms and the anti-poisons and everything you need to regenerate and and live and balance everything, any imbalances out that could be in your system. So I was really uh, entertained by that. That was one of the, the main reasons that I wanted to, to start on it was because I read that ancient text. And I've been really on a spiritual journey because I believe that we're all here to become enlightened beings. And um, if you look at the at the cabal or the negative or the satanic, you know, people that are in charge of everything that are actually trying to destroy us, they're trying to calcify our pineal gland to take away our connection to God, they're trying to alter our DNA through transhumanism and create. A controlled, basically a robot who is half human, half man, and they're doing that through the five G towers and everything else. And they're literally poisoning the air we breathe, the food we eat, and the beverages we drink, including the water. Uh, so their biggest, one of their biggest fears is that we become enlightened, that we become awakened. They already have all the money in the world. All they that now they just want control. They want they want population control, and so they're losing control. I mean, there's people that are waking up and that's why you're seeing more and more weather modification. You're seeing more and more transhumanistic cocktails being injected into us and everything else to try to alter us to where we lose our connection to God and we are controlled by man. We're controlled by them according to the frequencies they produce. So um, that's another reason why that I really wanted to come out with this information is because drinking your own urine has the ability to detoxify you, it has the ability to neutralize any type of chemicals or toxins or poisons that are in your system, it has the potential to regenerate And most of all, so I'm also a really, really big fan of detoxification. That's what I've been doing my whole career is is Mm -hmm. teaching people how to detoxify, detoxify, because if you know the main issue is poisoning, you know, for many different ways and poisoning your mind too, basically from being around people that are saying bad things or watching stuff on TV or being on social media, I mean, the mind gets poisoned just like the body does. Then it's a very simple solution. When you know all disease comes from a toxic external environment and a toxic internal environment, then you just clean your external environment and you clean your internal environment and your body's own self-healing mechanism kicks back in and your body heals itself. That's the ultimate solution. Yeah. So, with this, it's like the most powerful healing mechan- the mechanism that ever existed because it contains everything in the perfect balance that your body needs to heal itself. I mean, even on your skin for burns, for cuts, for bruises, you can even get bit by a poisonous snake and have venom injected into you. And within 15 seconds, your body will produce the anti venom. And you can drink that and you will not die from a poisonous snake bite. Now, I don't know anything else that has that type of ability. But with that being said, I am still a big fan of herbs and supplements. I don't want people to think that I'm not. For example, we found for the spike protein, the efficacy of zinc, of quercetin, of of ivermectin, of uh, MMS, chlorine (laughs) dioxide solution but none of the herbs or any of those type of therapies Mm -hmm. holds, this is a very, very important, none of that holds Mm -hmm. your specific DNA memory, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the key thing here that we have to talk about because you are the only person that holds the memory of the original DNA. As a matter of fact, your cells hold the memory of the whole creation of the universe. Okay. There have been quantum scientists that have been talking about that and, and uh, for, for years and years. So how, if, how are you, we are all exposed to these toxins. It just, it, regardless if you've been injected with them or not. hmm what, what is out there that's going to give you the original stem cell memory of your DNA to be able to correct and repair your DNA? The only thing that I've found that can do that is water-only fasting, urine-only fasting, or drinking your own urine. Because those that, with water-only fasting, the studies that have been done... Show that after day four, day five, your body goes into autophagy, your body starts producing stem cells, your body starts living off of itself, and your body starts regenerating. Yeah. Well, you already have those stem cells coming out through your urine every single day, especially in your first morning urine. So though that's something that you can do that will repair and regenerate your cells, now, there were many other doctors on this task force for the government and every single one of them to this day, a lot of them, you know, and I know, and a lot of them we see speaking at the same places and I love them all to death. Mm-hmm. I have nothing bad to say about them except, and this is not not bad, it's just that they all say that there's nothing you can do, that it's impossible to repair yourselves. Right. And I just cannot accept that. I mean, I'm the kind of type of person that I always believe there's a solution for every situation. And so that's another reason why I want to get this information out there is because this is something that's been proven to be able to regenerate and provide your body with the stem cells, which have that original coding of your DNA that can repair any damage done through the transhumanistic agenda that's currently happening.
0: Wow. So, Definitely. You've seen that it works for, you know, an antidote to this transhuman agenda. What are some other, uh, like, because you deal with, you know, root cause kind of, uh, treatment, right. In general. So what are some other benefits people have seen or you personally have seen from this therapy?
1: Well, the spirituality per- is one thing that I've seen personally. Okay. Number two is I was playing tennis and I, I jumped really high, came down, my whole ankle went to the side, I heard some things break in there, maybe it was definitely had torn ligaments, I think I probably had, you know, a couple bones fractured, but I never go to the hospital, I never get x-rayed. What I did was I immediately soaked, had a trash can in my hotel room with a plastic liner, filled it up with urine, soaked my foot in it, and in about four hours, my foot got the size of a big grapefruit that my ankle did. It was that swollen. Wow. So I kept massaging the urine in it. And within about three days, it was back to normal. And I was walking on it in five days. Now, I've worked with in rehab and I've worked with many people that have had injuries over the last 25 years. And I could tell you that that was a six to 12 week injury. And I was walking on it in one week. Another thing that happened to me is I tweaked my back one day. I had two herniations from a long time ago. It was uh, just a stupid accident that I you know, had. And um, I, every now and then I'll tweak it and I'll be in back pain. So what I did was I rubbed my uh, evolved urine and my fresh urine into my back. And within literally about 15 minutes, my back pain was completely gone and never came back. Um, Another thing that happened to me was I've had a history in my family of periodontal disease. My mom at the age of 40 had to have a reconstruction of her jaws because she was losing all of her bone. And uh, so I've had like gingivitis and periodontal disease and all that stuff. And my gum lines have been receding for years. And so what I've been doing is swishing it around in my mouth. And about three months ago, I went back to my holistic dentist. And I was getting a, a tooth cleaning and just a checkup, and the the technicians couldn't believe what they what they were seeing. They kept calling other technicians over, and they were like, "Have you ever seen gums growing back?" And they said, "No, we've never seen that before." My my gums had grown a millimeter and a half in length, and they brought the holistic dentist in there, and they were just they could not believe what it was. They've never seen anything like that before. Gums growing back. They were asking me what I was doing and I didn't feel like getting into that conversation at the moment. <laughs> so basically I said, well, I was just doing some fasting and juicing, but honestly, what I was doing was I was swishing the urine around in my mouth and then I was swallowing it and I haven't had any cavities, any, anything since. And, and believe it or not, even in the old days they, they would use urine instead of toothpaste because it, it sterilizes your mouth and it also whitens your teeth. Um, those are some of the things, but there's a whole, every possible condition you can imagine has been wiped out from people using this type of therapy. Dr. Brzezinski spent years in India learning this before he isolated the antineoplastins from urine and then came to the States and, and created the Brzezinski Clinic. Dr. Hitt down in Mexico was very successful. One of the most successful doctors in the world using urine therapy and injecting it uh glue in the gluteal muscles when he had his cancer clinic in in um down in mexico. There is no condition um that I haven't seen anywhere, anything from migraines being relieved within seconds to fibromyalgia to Lyme disease to herpes to any type of the pox, chicken pox, monkey pox, any of the pox or those are called orthopox category, the orthopox virus categories. Um, there were many practitioners back in the eighties and nineties that were using it for HIV and AIDS, which got complete remission within a couple of months, uh, cancer. I mean, you name it, there's any type of skin conditions, uh, arthritis, uh, there's really, you know, I've even found a couple of cases for diabetes type one that have, that have been reversed, um, mostly. Um, genetic diseases though, um, that would be something that still, you know, would probably be the hardest thing to, to work with any type of genetic disease. I have heard some instances of, you know, potential success with some genetic, uh, reversal, but I, you know, anything that's acquired because of your environment any type of condition, which are 99.99% of all the conditions people suffer from, um, there's evidence out there that the, that the urine therapy will work on that.
0: Wow. So you talked about, and you, you did cover a little this this in the speech, but for my audience, you, you've been talking about evolved versus, you know, non, and then solarized. So can you tell us a little bit about what the differences are with each of those?
1: Yes. Good question. Okay. So you have your fresh urine, Your fresh urine is um, when you use the restroom, anything up to 15 minutes after it comes out of you would be considered fresh. Um, The rule of thumb is the first morning urine is always the strongest. It always has the highest amount of stem cells. It has the highest amount of hormones and things that you need to balance out your body because at night, Your body's going to heal. It's going to be in a parasympathetic state. Hopefully your body's going to, you know, give and read what you need to produce, regenerate, recover, repair, and then it's going to come out in your first morning urine. So generally people will pee a little bit out and then they'll catch their first morning urine anywhere from three ounces to eight ounces. Mm -hmm. And then they'll drink that, drink that down. That's your fresh urine. And so some people even do that throughout the day um so every time they go to the bathroom because your body your urine is is exactly what you need so your body might go through different time periods throughout the day like let's say at three o'clock you get really stressed out and you have an anxiety attack or a panic attack or something well then your body's going to produce the antidote for that and it's going to be producing the calming substances for you so let's and this this happens a lot with people doing it They'll go through an emotional swing. Let's just say they have an anxiety attack. And then they'll go, you know, five minutes later, they have to pee. And then they'll go drink some of their urine. And with, usually within t- five minutes, sometimes immediately, but usually within five minutes, they will be completely calm. So your body produces exactly what it needs to calm out any, any condition that you have. So some people drink it throughout the day because it, it gives you what you need at that particular time. Or someone will go into severe depression and then they'll drink it. And whatever's in there, it will help them with their depression. The interesting thing is there's like up to six molecules in your urine that modern science has still not been able to identify. So they call them like God particles or something. No one even knows what's in there. But something adapts to you to calm you down at any given, at any given time. So that would be your fresh urine anything that you're peeing that's coming out fresh. Mm -hmm. Then you have, I don't, most people call it aged, but we don't like to call it aged because age means going backwards in time or degenerating. Mm. So we like to call it evolved urine. Um, And so the evolved urine is methods to where you can strengthen the potency of it. So basically what you would do is You would take, you know, your first morning urine, uh, maybe pee out half of it and then pee half of it into a mason jar, you know, a big mason jar or a small mason jar. Mm -hmm. And then you would sit it in a windowsill. You can seal it completely, or you can put a piece of cheesecloth on it and put a rubber band around it. It doesn't matter. Either one, it's going to evolve faster if it's exposed to air. So, you know, People will put a piece of cheesecloth on it usually. However, it will smell up your bathroom. So most people don't like their bathroom smelling. So they'll just seal it up. It just takes a little bit longer to, to evolve. But you'll sit it in a windowsill. And as the sun hits it, the sun energizes it or solarizes it. And then you keep it in there. And then the moon you know, goes through. So you get the astrological frequencies and the cycles infusing it. And so usually they say, like, the minimum amount of time for you to evolve the urine would be nine days, everything in multiples of three, six, nine, according to the sulfaggio tones and the Fibonacci sequences and, the, you know, how the earth works. Um, but then you can you can keep that evolving for you know three months, nine months, six months. It do, it doesn't matter. It gets stronger with age. It's a, it's almost like a, a fine wine. It ferments, and so you can have that. And that's the evolved urine. So there's really only two types of urine. There's the fresh, and then there's e, there's the evolved type of urine.
0: Wow. So and solarized is just part of the process. To it's evolve. just part of
1: the process. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's so just enhancing about- it enhancing it,
0: you, you were saying you're still a f- big fan of supplements. So what if somebody is on uh, medication and supplements and you know, are there uh, contraindications? How does that affect the process?
1: Yeah. Well, if you're doing your first morning urine, then most likely you're not taking. It's the first thing you're doing in the morning, so you're, you know, you can take your supplements, you know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes after, and that nice. gives the that gives your body the chance to absorb all that and to utilize it for it to go into the bloodstream. Um, however, you know, the, the beautiful thing about nature and the things made by God is that there's really no right or wrong way to do things. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the case with urine. It goes a lot off of your gut feeling or it goes off of your intuition. It's just knowing that you have that perfect medicine that's coming out of you every single day. So there's no hard rules about, you know, taking it with supplements, without supplements. Um, The the only really hard rule is to not to inject it ever intravenously. Mm -hmm. And uh, although no one has ever died, we haven't been able to ever find a case of anyone ever dying by using um, their own urine. There was one case of a guy who injected like 20 cc's right into his bloodstream. He had to go to the hospital and he didn't die. But, you know, the medical profession uses that to try to scare everybody off when they start talking about urine therapy. But The with prescription medications, probably one of the most common questions I get, it's best to not take your medications at the same time in the morning as you're taking your urine, and to spread it out. And ultimately, the goal is why to ask yourself, why are you taking those prescription medications? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the big, you know, question, because you should be addressing the root cause of your issue instead of the symptoms of your issue with the pharmaceuticals. So hopefully you'll be weaning yourself off those pharmaceuticals over a period of time. Now, the only pharmaceutical that we've gotten some contraindications on are any type of the opioids Um, and that mean because you will have metabolites from recreational drugs and and opioids that will come back out through your urine there's two philosophies of thought on that One philosophy is that the reason why those are there kind of helps you detox and helps you eliminate some of those things and the desire for those things. There's been Mm -hmm. many, many people that have used urine therapy to stop um, taking drugs, Mm -hmm. coffee. I mean, a lot of addictions it resolves. We don't really know the mechanism of action, Mm -hmm. but we feel it's a vibrational, energetic thing that's happening, but it makes, it it creates an aversion to the things that are bad for you (laughs) over a period of time. So, uh, so if you are on any type of opioids or recreational drugs, you might have a little bit of a feeling if you start, you know, the next morning, if you're drinking your own urine, you might, you know, feel a little bit high if you're, if you're on, you know, lots of recreational drugs, not a a tiny amount, but a lot. and Because the shamans used to use that in the, uh, for their ceremonies, they would have a surrogate. They would always have the, the medicine woman or another woman that's really high up in the tribe. Right. They would always have them consume the mushrooms or consume the cactuses or consume whatever psychedelic they were using. And then they would collect the urine from the woman and then they would all use her woman the woman's urine and drink it so that they would get the pure metabolites of the psychedelics for their ceremony. And unfortunately the woman would have to suffer with all the detox and the hangover and everything else for a couple of days. But so we do know that it does that, that some of those do transfer through uh, into the urine, but they're not nearly as they're not t- in a toxic form or they're not going to, you know, cause any long-term harm.
0: Wow. How interesting. Why do you think you were talking about how it's so suppressed as particularly in the United States? Why do you think that is?
1: Well, because I honestly, when you look at the, the elite group of people that are trying to control and dominate the world and lie to us, Mm -hmm. they know the secret, you know, people obviously well, aren't they killing themselves too with all the chemtrails and all this other stuff? I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to you know, you're saying that they're killing all of us, but then they would also be exposing themselves to these, these things. Right. And there's two things. First of all, they know about urine therapy Mm -hmm. and they know, and and the reason they know urine is nothing more than filtered blood, right? So they use, they use, they sacrifice children. They drink their blood. They get what's called adrenochrome from the kid's adrenal glands and they eat the pineal glands. They do all kinds of weird sadistic stuff because they get the stem cells and they get the antibodies. And the more children they eat and the, or drink the blood of, the stronger their immune systems become. And they have the antidotes for all of these things that they're doing. The, these elite group of people, they use three things for survival. They use the child trafficking and the, and the harvesting of the organs and the blood, they use urine therapy, and they use Philosopher's Stone. Now, most people you've never probably never heard talk about the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone has been around for ages, and there's been many, many alchemists who have been able to successfully create the Philosopher's Stone. There are, and I know this for a fact, that the high, high level elites have access and actually have multiple philosopher's stones. There is a book called The Book of Aquarius that was released by an unknown author that is on YouTube that actually will teach you how to make the philosopher's stone, which can also transmute iron into gold. However, if you do that, they're going to find out your gold is 100% pure and they're going to come hunt you down, which they've done ever since the beginning of time. Whoever figures out how to make a philosopher's stone, they immediately put it and transmute iron into gold. Then they go try to sell the gold and they have ways to test it. If they find anyone finds gold that's purer than 99.99%, then they report it through the channels. And the next thing you know, you're getting you know your door's getting knocked on and you're either dead or you're confiscated and you're never to be seen again so they have the answer to this and the reason and because they know how powerful urine is that's why i call it the most suppressed medical secret in the world not let alone that there's a majority of pharmaceuticals out there that contain one or more components of urine and especially the urokinase, the urokinase is the, is the, is a component in urine, which literally dissolves clots. What are we seeing right now? We're seeing a massive amount of blood clotting yeah. with people all over the world. Right. You go to drugs.com, you you type in urokinase. It literally says clot busting drug. So they know the solution is all, think about the simplicity of this. They know the solution is already in you, in all of us. So, mm-hmm. what do they do? They try to, they never want you to find out that information.
0: Right. Wow.
1: And they want you to think it's gross. They want you to think it's a toxic byproduct. They want you to think it's a waste product. That's what they teach you your whole life. Yeah. It's one of the most brain, think about how many people, when you say, oh, urine, then they automatically think oh my gosh you have that reaction yeah that oh that's so gross Ooh, uh sterile urine is sterile it's completely sterile it's just that we've been we've been brainwashed we've been manipulated to believe this hype this life it's almost like we're living in the in the like the truman show or the hunger games Mm -hmm. where you have a group of people just Control I'm going to put a, a hurricane over here. You know they control the weather. Oh, we're going to start some forest fires over here. Boom! There's a laser that just comes down from the satellite and starts a fire. Oh, it just mysteriously started like, oh, let's, let's manipulate the people and tell everybody uh, that we have climate change, that we have global, first it was global warming, yeah. but that didn't go well because actually nothing was warming. Nope. So they had to change it to climate change. Right. It's like everything that you see, you're in a big movie right now with a, just a few people controlling your thoughts, controlling everything that you see, everything that you hear. The narrative that they present to you almost 100% of the time is exactly the opposite of what's really going on. Like they want you to believe that Ukraine needs our help, that Ukraine is, you know, the bad guy. When you just do your research and you'll find out that the same people that are trying to kill us and depopulate us, have been running all their money through Ukraine, have been setting up bioweapons labs in Ukraine. That's their playground. That's where they're laundering. That's where they're sex trafficking. That's where they're harvesting. That's where they're doing everything. So in order to protect themselves, they have to create the big bad wolf being Russia and then create this narrative to everybody around the world thinking that, oh my gosh, poor, poor Ukraine. Yeah when they have no idea what's really going on. Right. Yeah. No,
0: absolutely. We're definitely seeing that. When you talk about uh the, you know, the harvesting and uh you know, the the pineal gland and the adrenal cream and chrome or you know, all of these things, uh it's interesting cuz it does make sense in terms of stem cells when you put it that way. You know, they've done, you know, we know the benefits of stem cell therapy and uh, exosome treatments and that sort of thing, regenerative, regenerative medicine. Uh, but that's one of those things that even people who, you know, I, I would classify as being really awake, have a really hard time wrapping their head around and, uh, you know, they're they're like, well, there's just no evidence for it there. What, what would you say to those people?
1: Um, there's plenty of evidence. I mean, you can even type Adreno Quo- on Google. I mean, I did I probably now it's scrapped, but there's a lot of evidence on there. You can go mm-hmm. to you just the rule of thumb is you cannot go to mainstream media sources for the truth in anything. Mm-hmm. You have to go to shows like yours. You mm-hmm. have to go to the alternative media you ha- right now. It, if If voices are being censored, if we are all being censored at the rate that we're being censored, we're all being kicked off of Twitter. We're all being kicked off of Facebook, YouTube, any of these mainstream media sources. When you start seeing them start to monitor and censor people, that should be your first red flag sign coming up saying, well, wait a second, something must be going on. Why would they be censoring people? Right, But you have to go to alternative platforms like Telegram. You can go to Rumble. You can go to BitChute. You can go to Brighteon and type in Adrenochrome. There's plenty of scientists. There's plenty of whistleblowers. There's plenty of evidence. There's documentation that has been found and released by whistleblowers that actually show shipments and payments of Adrenochrome. So people always say, you know, oh, yeah, there's no proof behind that. Or there's, you know, show me some scientific evidence or whatever. I always say, just use your common sense. I mean, just just look at what's going on and do your own research. And there's plenty of evidence out there that shows what's currently going on and just do your own research and keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And that's that's what we've done. Right. I mean, that's yeah. what we've done for years and years and years. It's it, at, at the first time that you that you hear about something, your reaction is because we've been so ingrained mm-hmm. because the schools have been corrupt. You know, children nowadays are being you know, shot up with massive amounts of chemicals and poisons and cocktails. They're totally being manipulated to where there is no man and woman anymore. There's multiple species out there. You know, all of these things are done by design. They're all done by design to divide us against each other. Yeah. Also, to create, you know, questioning who we really are as a human, as a soul. hmm. And also to poison and, and, and be able to control us. Take fluoride, for example. It purposely was put in the water to create docile humans. Yeah. So you won't you know, attack. You're easily controllable. If, and that's why most of the psychiatric medication control, c- contains fluoride too. And it calcifies your pineal gland. Your pineal gland is your connection to God you actually have a crystal inside your pineal gland. They've done autopsies of monks and people that have meditated and their crystal is like a carrot. Whereas most people are like just a tiny speck of sand.
0: Wow.
1: And when they calcify that, you, you lose. They want to take your connection away from God. They want you to think that you don't have a soul. When in all honesty, we're all souls and all of our souls are nothing but pure love. It's the mind that is, they know that it's the mind that manipulates you and creates division and creates anger and creates emotions and creates all these different things that are creating negative influence on the planet and on the society. However, I feel like they're losing and I feel because they're, they're freaking out right now because they're losing control because people are starting to wake up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're going through the beginning stages of the Great Awakening. You know, we've been screaming and yelling this stuff for 20-something years. Right. And finally people are starting to listen a little bit. But with anything, it takes sometimes it takes trauma and pain and suffering. Always it takes that when you're going through a transformation. You know, like people who are addicted to things for years and years, and then they they they. They just, they have, they lose everything. They have to hit rock bottom and then they say something switched inside of me and it changed and I'm, and, and I'm never going to touch drugs again or haven't touched drugs or alcohol or whatever.
0: Right.
1: And that's kind of what we're going through right now. I mean, I've had moms call that, you know, they took their daughter in and they received the, the deadly cocktail and within 24 hours, they died i mean they walked in the room and they're like their daughters or their sons came down with cancer within a week or their daughters died i mean how traumatic is that i mean how traumatic is that like the guilt and the responsibility of taking your son or your daughter or your husband or your grandma or your grandpa or yourself even to where you know you have a loved one and and you lose them or now they have cancer or now they have heart disease or now they have blood clotting i mean that wakes people up faster than anything else. See, we, we have been in a stupor. We have been asleep. We have been zombified for the last 20 something years. Yeah. Everybody just does the same thing over and over all day long. And just we, like in a zombie state, we needed something to wait, to shake everything up. We needed something to, to wake people up, to hit them in the face Mm -hmm. because we have become an addictive society. People are addicted to their food. They're addicted to work. They're addicted to the look, their looks. They're addicted to clothes. They're addicted to alcohol. They're addicted to social media. They're addicted to Netflix. They're addicted to million different things. And when you're addicted to all these things, it consumes you Mm -hmm. and it takes you outside of the most important thing, which is focusing on your inner self. And The energy and the vibration and the power that you really have within. So they've accomplished everything that they've wanted to do. (laughs) But What they didn't know was that, you know, through creating a lot of pain and creating a lot of suffering and taking a lot of things away from people, that it was going to cause people to wake up.
0: Yeah, I, I do believe the Great Awakening will combat the Great Reset. I really hope that that is true. Uh, well, what else can you hope
1: for? You have right. to have faith, right? I mean, even yeah. if it doesn't happen, you know, you still have to have faith and you still have to have hope.
0: Yeah. And you still have to fight, you know, not, not proverbially yeah. speaking, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, regardless of the outcome, I always say a, a noble cause is worth fighting for. Exactly. So. Yeah. You talked about the, like you just mentioned the vibrations and you were talking before about uh, the, the sun and the moon and the uh, the frequencies. So can you talk a little bit about how frequencies impact us and our health and our overall well-being? I think people are starting to become a lot more cognizant of that. And I, I think that's something in ancient time people were very aware of, but then that paradigm has shifted uh, much more so Did you speak a little bit to that?
1: Yeah, well, all we are is nothing more than vibrations and energy. And Tesla figured that out and Einstein figured that out. And that's why both of them actually became vegetarians. uh, And when they figured that out, because they also realized that, they started analyzing everything they were exposed to in their external environment and, and what was going into them in their internal environment. And it really comes down to the simplicity of this. Mm-hmm. All healing or all disease is nothing more than frequencies and vibrations. And when I say that, it's like if you analyze everything you do during the day mm-hmm. and you say, does this lower my vibrational frequency or does this raise my vibrational frequency? It's kind of like the 80/20 rule. You know, if you're doing 80 thing, 80% of the things in your daily life that raise your vibrational frequency, you're going to be good. What raises your vibrational frequency? Having thoughts and words of love and affection and peace and joy and any positive emotional state. Mm-hmm. What lowers your vibrational frequency? Being around people that are complaining, being around people that are negative, being around people that are saying bad words or cutting people down or talking about people behind their back. Mm-hmm. Same with the media and the TV and the news and everything else. Those are all things that lower your vibrational frequencies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What raises your vibrational frequencies internally is mostly what you're eating and drinking. You know, if you're drinking a really powerful distilled water, really potent water, you're going to raise your vibrational frequencies. If you're drinking your urine, you're going to raise your vibrational frequencies. Really in reality, the only thing that the body wants and needs after it's, after it's it, uh, breast milk fed is water. I mean, that should be the only thing that we consume is water and urine. However, They've managed to convince us to drink all kinds of toxic poisons through carbonated beverages, diet, drinks, milk, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, now now almond milk, fresh almond milk, hemp milk, stuff like that. uh, You know, that's good, but that's basically Mm -hmm. living water anyway. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so really, it just comes down to what are you you know, what are you putting on your skin? What are you ingesting? What are you doing on a daily basis to raise your frequencies and lower your frequencies? And most people have adopted a diet, which is high in meat, which meat is killed. It's dead. It has, it it really, one of the, one of the things that lowers your vibrational frequencies the most is eating meat. And the reason why that is, is because the animal suffered and the karmic uh, imprints get put in the meat and uh, it's dead, it's cooked, it's, you know, it has no life force in it. It, has, it, it sucks the life force out of you, and to a certain degree, all cooked foods do, now, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, be a raw foodist, I did do that, I I, went, I took a year of my life, and I was celibate, and I, I wanted to go to the extreme, so I was meditating, I was celibate, and I lived on a barely nothing raw food diet, that was a lesson that I had to learn that if you that you have to live in this world, you you, you have to be you, to a certain degree, you have you know, you do have to live in this world. And so uh, I do not recommend people doing that, but I always go back to the 9010 rule or the 8020 rule. Now, I did from for spiritual purposes and meditation purposes. Um, You will definitely notice um, if you're meditating and you eat meat, it has a really negative or detrimental effect on the on your spiritual path. And so I stopped eating meat 17 years ago. Now, I'm not one of those guys out there that just says, oh, everybody needs to stop eating meat. and You need to do that. I feel like. You need to be in the, your own physician. You need to be in tune with your own body. You need to know what works best for you, what doesn't work best for you. I can say that I would highly recommend you reduce your meat intake um, be just from an energetic from, you know, the 80-20 rule, let's say, or the 90-10 rule, just from an energetic standpoint. What's going to raise your vi- vibrational frequency is going to be raw nuts and seeds, which are packed full of, especially seeds, packed full of energy and vibration, as well as any type of uh, fruit, vegetables eat- eaten in their raw state. And even e- even lightly cooked or cooked uh, foods still have, to a certain degree, um a positive impact on your vibrations. Mm -hmm. One of the the, probably the most damaging thing for your vibrations and your energy, though, is your emotions. The emotions are what's going to affect your energy and your vibrations the most, you know, living Mm -hmm. in a state of fear, fear, for example, will drop your uh, vibrations extremely low to the point where you will uh, get sick, You know, and that's part of their agenda. They make you they put you in a state of fear, your immune system goes drops by 75%. Mm -hmm. And then you pick up whatever they're spraying in the air. And then, you know, you get sick. So it is vital, vital from a disease and a health standpoint to maintain a good emotional state as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, and like we talked about earlier, being in a state of love, being in a state of gratitude, mm-hmm. everybody complains from time to time. You know, I always talk about com- gr- gratitude versus complaining, and I still catch myself, you know, like I'll be at the grocery store or something, there'll be like 10 people and i was like, Oh God, I got a line there, we run and lay," you know, and you start complaining. Or it's just like, you know, you're waiting for your food at a at, you know, at a restaurant or something, you're just like, well, how much longer is it gonna take? You know, the thing is, we all end up complaining still. It's it's not like, but you have to be cognizant, you have to be mind. This is where mindfulness comes in, you know, mindfulness. Is very, very, very powerful. Mindfulness is being in the present moment. I'll give you a perfect example of of not being mindful. Mm -hmm. My kids are really into um, music. So they go to this music class. So I have a bunch of stuff going on one day at the office. I'm thinking about products. My mind goes a million miles an hour all the time. It's extremely difficult for me to be mindful because it's just, and for most people, it's extremely difficult for them to be mindful yeah. because we live in an age where we basically all have ADD, right? Yes. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing.
0: No. It's not I don't a think bad so. thing at
1: all. And so, I'm going I'm picking them up and and this is like a 10-minute ride from their music class over to the house and they're talking about all this stuff and, you know, they get to the house it's like, "So dad, what do you think about that? What do you think about that song?" And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I heard them talking for, for 10 minutes, but I did not hear one word they said. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm just like, wow, that's a that's a lesson, you know, that you have to you know, learn. I'm just like, and then you, you you have to pay attention to yourself when when people are talking or just. Being in the present moment, like what I should have done was I should have said, Hey, I should have just gotten everything out of my mind. I should have focused on them. Nothing else existed in my aura at that particular time, except for those kids. Mm -hmm. And I should have heard every single word they said and been present and listened to them and responded to them. Instead, I was out in La La Land thinking about a million different things and didn't hear one word they said. Right. And that happens a lot. And that's, that's what mindfulness is. The definition of mindfulness is being present in the moment and actually listening, listening and paying attention. Right. So um When you're scattered all over the place like that, a lot of times that creates the sympathetic reaction in your body, which lowers your vibrational frequencies. Now, when you find yourself being mindful, for example, you should always be mindful when you eat. Mm -hmm. And there's been studies that have been done that have shown that 96% of the time when people eat, they're in a sympathetic state. So they measure people when they're eating in front of their computer screen and mm-hmm. they're in a sympathetic state. They measure people when they're driving and eating sympathetic mm-hmm. state, sure. measure people when they're arguing with somebody in a, a sympathetic state, multiple different, uh, and even in a restaurant, when people are not focusing on their food in a restaurant, they're aggravated because the waiter's not there on time or they're aggravated because they don't have this. Most of the time people eat, they eat in a sympathetic state. And when you eat in a sympathetic state, your digestive tract and your digestive process is not working. So you have the parasympathetic state. That's your when you're calm and that's when your digestion works. And then right. sympathetic is your fight or flight response. That's when you're in a state of, you know, all your blood flow goes to your You're, you're like running. You're trying to get away from the lion. Right, right. And so we've we've become, you know, basically sympathetic people where we're just constantly living in that state of stress and anxiety and just waiting for the next thing and or the next fix. And so really what you should do when you eat, especially when you eat to help digest your food and people talk about, you know, easy ways to lose weight. One of the easy ways to lose weight is to just chew your food till it's a liquid before you swallow it and eat in a parasympathetic state. So Mm -hmm. your body digests the food very rapidly and you won't, you'll end up eating half the amount of food because you'll be full in half the amount of time, Mm -hmm. but you light some candles, you know, or you just do nine deep breaths and you sit down and you pray over your food and you thank, Mm -hmm. and you have gratitude for your food. And then you just eat slowly and you're not thinking of all these million things and you're not Mm -hmm. on your cell phone You know, you're not looking at this while you're eating and doing all this, but you're just being present in the current moment. Right.
0: Yeah. I I thought it was really interesting that uh, I had learned that your digestion actually starts in the brain. So because in our modern society, you know, we don't have to go and hunt for our food or, you know, go and garden, hunt and gather or whatever uh you know it's if we go to a store or we're sitting in a restaurant it's it's right there in front of us and so the that whole process of where our ancestral digestion would have began i mean our bodies still work that way but we kind of bypass that and so our digestion is uh, a it's kind of truncated and it's it's abrupt it doesn't have that preparatory process so
1: Yeah, exactly. So we're not technically we weren't ever made to eat meat anyway. I mean, we don't have canine teeth to rip and chew flesh. We don't secrete hydrochloric acid in our mouths like carnivores do. We don't have a pipe like digestive system like carnivores do, but we've adapted over time. I mean, we're a very adaptive species, so we can adapt to things over time. And that's why also I recommend if you are eating meat and you want to slowly get off, don't cold turkey it because you have to slowly adapt. I did that. And then I had to go back to eating meat and then I had to slowly eliminate it from my diet over a period of like a year to two years. You have to, you know, you have to adapt slowly to your environment over time, mm-hmm. but digestion is so important. And that's why I also recommend that everybody does um, cleansing and detoxification on a regular basis. You know, you have to clean and heal your digestive tract and you know, when we were doing research years ago, 25 years ago, we found that the the best way to do that is to always start with an intestinal cleanse, then move on to liver and gallbladder cleansing, then move on to parasite cleansing, and then move on to chemical and heavy metal cleansing.
0: Uh, interesting. And and what is the purpose for that uh, <laughs> order?
1: Well, um, all disease starts in the gut and all health begins in the gut, really. I mean, the right. interesting thing about that is Tesla was really into gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, Tesla's understudy was a guy named Arthur Matthews, who came to Tesla when he was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And Arthur Matthews understudy was a guy named George Freebot. And so we are uh, part of our research team in 95. We had access to uh, Freebot's work and Tesla's work um, that was passed down from um, Arthur Matthews Mm -hmm. and most people don't know this, but Tesla, I mean, people associate Tesla with the energy side of things, but he was actually really into health. I mean, he was the big, he was the creator of ozone basically, uh, and the original ozone machines. And he created the Vapozone machine, which was actually sold up until the 1950s in Sears Roebuck and company as a respiratory healer, which would actually heal your lungs and regenerate your lungs. By bubbling through this special nebulizer that he created, um, bubbling tea tree oil or uh, ozone through tea tree oil or uh, even glycerin or olive oil. He's the creator of Ozol. He was the inventor of Ozol, which was the ozonated olive oil. And so one of the other things that he saw, he used to have these visions into the future is he saw the future he saw all these chemicals and pesticides and cooked foods and all this other stuff that was literally destroying the intestinal lining. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to develop a product that could be used to heal the intestines and neutralize all these chemicals and toxins. And so he met with a guy named Dr. Eugene Bloss in 1898 in a hotel room, and he developed the first oxygen-based intestinal cleanser. And so that's the product that we still carry today, which is called oxy powder. Mm -hmm. So there's many, many different ways to clean and heal the gut. And so I'm a 100% fan. I've tried, we've tried many, many different things. psyllium, cascara, uh, senna, marshmallow. I mean, all of these things can be used temporarily and they might do a little bit of good. But the only thing that we found that will completely take a solid matter, Mm -hmm. which most people have so much solid compaction in their small intestine and melt it to a liquid or gas is through an oxidation reduction reaction. And so what Tesla did was he was able to stabilize monatomic oxygen or reactive oxygen species onto the outside of a magnesium molecule and stabilize them there. Which is just when you think about being able to stabilize the reactive oxygen, it just science today would still think you're crazy that there's no right. way can get it done. And so what he does is he uses uh, the acids in your stomach to release that oxygen, and then it's a slow release all the way for 72 hours. It's still releasing all the way through, and what that does is release negative electrons, which will uh, which will kill any type of positively charged. Uh, organisms candida stuff like that and at the same time it melts away all that compaction that you've had in your small intestine for years and years and years and years the issue has always been how do we clean the small intestines okay you can do there's not a lot of compaction in the colon and all that because most of the stuff is already by that point in time been lodged somewhere but colonics are very effective enemas are very effective And colonics can get up there and really clean that last 10 feet. But what about the 25 feet of small intestine that gets, you know, out of whack and and, and all that stuff? How are you going to clean that? Mm. You're not. Okay. Cilium is just going to scrape a tiny amount off. Cascara and all these other osmotic are going to suck water in to kind of rinse, but it still doesn't oxidize anything. So the only thing that you can use that i've found is, is tesla's original formula and that actually goes in and really scrubs it's like scrubbing bubbles that just scrub all that stuff out and it just it just comes out of you. you know it looks and feels like diarrhea but it's not diarrhea it's the so you won't have an electrolyte deficiency it's the solid matter being turned into a liquid or a gas So we've been using that formula with some probiotics and a really good aloe as a, just an intestinal cleansing program for, you know, 20 something years. And it's been working great to help heal and cleanse the intestinal lining.
0: Wow. What were you going to say?
1: Well, I was mm-hmm. going to say, then we go on to the liver uh, mm-hmm. and, and start cleansing the liver because what what we found is that most people's livers are only working at ten to fifteen percent. Right. By the way, the allopathic model, the model that we just talked about, which most functional medicine practitioners to some degree use, clean and heal the gut, clean and oh. purge the liver, clean all the parasites out, clean all the chemicals and heavy metals out.
0: Yeah.
1: Guess what? The allopathic model the mainstream medical model yeah have never developed testing methodologies for those right like the four things that are the root that that cause disease a toxic bowel toxic liver accumulation of parasites and too many chemicals and heavy metals there's no test to test how effective your microbiome is i mean granted there are now but very few doctors know about it. only functional medicine doctors know about it I'm talking mainstream medicine has Mm -hmm. never on purpose developed extensive testing for gut Mm -hmm. because they never want you to know that that's where everything's happening. They've never developed extensive liver testing that tests for liver flukes and tests for detoxification pathways and everything else. All they have is like GGT, which tests for if you have extra alcohol in your liver and maybe a few other, you know, generic tests don't test for how congested your liver is, how, you know, they have a fatty liver test. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They don't test for parasites. You know, and when I talk about parasites, I'm talking about not only worms, but viruses, bacteria, uh, prions, you know, polymorphic organisms, like anything that's living off of a host mechanism that's not supposed to be there in the first place. It's stealing all your nutrients. And the thing with parasites is they go to the bathroom like candida, fungus, mold. All those are parasites. They go to the bathroom in your body. and When they go to the bathroom, they secrete really, really toxic poisons. Formaldehyde, isopropyl alcohol, phenol, other poisons. Wow. And when they die, they degrade in your body, too, which creates more toxic uh, poisoning within your system. And then the chemicals and the heavy metals. So that, you know, modern medicine, that's why so many people come to us all the time going, you know, I've been to 20 different doctors and no one can figure out what's wrong with me. Right. Well, the reason why is because you're overridden with parasites and you're overridden with chemicals and heavy metals. Your liver only functioning at less than 10 percent and your bowel is you have leaky gut syndrome. And so basically all these chemicals and poisons are leaking into your bloodstream. So they don't have tests and they don't have they have no clue how to deal with these individuals. And so they just take whatever symptoms they're suffering from and give them a bunch of, you know, pharmaceuticals or medications, hoping that something covers up a symptom, but never addresses the root cause. So what we found is that. Most people's livers right now are only functioning at 10%, 10 to 15, maybe 20% because of all the junk and garbage that they're consuming and they're putting on their skin and they're, you know, putting inside their, their bodies. And your liver is your major detoxification organ. Your liver is going to, you know, detoxify all these things when it's working efficiently.
0: Right.
1: Now you have fatty liver, one of the biggest problems right now in modern medicine with kids under the age of 15. Like we never saw fatty liver uh, until like maybe adults with alcoholism and, and all this. And now you're seeing it in kids. So, what happens in the liver is your detoxification pathways start to slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. And then all of these th- the liver just can't function anymore and can't function. So, what we recommend. And Holda Clark knew this, and when her books, when she wrote the, the cure for all diseases, and that's why she uses the olive oil. And so we've we've tested multiple different liver cleanses over the years, and we found that she's right hundred percent. You need to do the olive oil liver cleanse. It doesn't matter if you do ours, which is all organic, non-GMO, and all that, versus any of the other ones. But you need to have the liver, the olive oil component. We've studied over 500,000 liver cleanses because we've people over, I think 1.5 million people have done our liver cleanses and, you know, ours are the the high vibrational raw herbal extracts, you know, all of, you know, we do everything in our manufacturing, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't radiate anything like most manufacturers out there. Everything's as clean as possible that we can get. We're family owned. We're not pharma owned like many other ones. We're not, you know, any of that because Personally, you know, when our cancer clinic got shut down and raided by the FDA back in the 90, back in 1999, I mean, to this day, still, it's hard for me to find good supplements. I just had to make them all myself and do it all myself to ensure that because I want to take stuff. I want to make sure I'm taking the best. But the liver cleansing is we found that, you know, you could take any of these other liver cleansing protocols out there with a bunch of herbs and you might get about, you know, 5%, your livers might get 5% better. However, when you do the liver cleanses with the olive oil, it's almost like oil pulling for your liver. The oil, It goes in and it just sucks all those toxins and chemicals and stuff. So you get all those little globulates. Some people call them stones. Some people call them liver, glo, you know, um, just, you know, hard soft little you know stones that come out of your liver when you do these flushes and those with the anecdotal evidence that we've been able to accumulate work incredibly better and faster than the other ones do and what all, another thing that we found is that one liver cleanse usually only cleans or repairs about 15% of your liver. So let's just say you're having any signs or symptoms or anything you may be suffering from. Mm -hmm. And you do one liver cleanse, and your liver is only functioning at 20%. Well, then it's going to be at 35%. Then you do another one, it's going to be at 50%. Then you do another one, it's going to be at 65%. Then you do another one, it's going to have a
0: cumulative effect.
1: You have what well, we found years ago, probably like seven years ago, we used to just recommend one liver cleanse. And then we started gathering all the data and looking at it yeah. and we started figuring out, like, for example, we would ha- we had this one guy. He was sent home to die. He, he, they gave him two weeks to live. He ordered two or three of our liver cleanses. I can't remember, but he only had two weeks to live. He does the first liver cleanse. By the way, that's not what we recommend. We recommend starting with the intestinal, then doing the liver, then doing everything. But he just decided just, just do liver cleanse. Mm-hmm. He did one. He did another one. And he kept buying them. He kept doing them. It takes a week to do to do five days or six days to do it. He just kept doing them over and over and over and over. That's the only thing he did. Didn't take any supplements. Didn't take anything except doing back-to-back-to-back-to-back liver cleanses. Wow. We had multiple cases of anecdotal evidence of all these people that we started analyzing. And this, this guy we found out about, cause he called after 26 weeks, he did 26 back-to-back liver cleanses. He went back in, he was feeling so good. No, he had no cancer in his body and all of his cancer was gone. That's how important it is to clean your body. So he did all that. And what we found when we looked at all the different types of data is we found that, when your liver is functioning at over 80%, it's like the 80-20 rule again. I keep coming back to that. When your liver's functioning at over
0: 80%,
1: most of the time you have no symptoms and no disease. When your liver falls below, and there's no way to really, to, to really, you know, analyze that because there's still no tests. It's just that if you're having any symptoms within your body, if you have rashes or if you have headache or heartburn or it doesn't matter any type of condition or symptom mm-hmm. your liver is not is definitely under working under 50% okay so then so then we started recommending people do three liver cleanses
0: mm-hmm. in a row okay
1: and then we found the importance of doing the you know parasite cleansing which we've seen Mm-hmm. a huge awakening. Now I've the, the ivermectin was like the best thing that could have ever happened yeah. to society and to all the function medical doctors and all the naturopaths and everybody in the natural field, even though we've been screaming about how important it is to get parasites out of your body for so many years, it's just still, for some reason, doctors are not putting people on parasite cleanses. What we saw happen with people that took ivermectin and their cancer went away or their heart disease went away or their joint pain went away. Every condition has a parasitical component to it. Rife, Royal Raymond Rife found that out years ago when he looked under his microscope and it didn't matter what condition people were suffering from. Mm -hmm. They had a massive amount of parasites in their body. Wow. Wow. So, you know, this was another great awakening um, that happened during this, because now everybody has shifted focus again, realizing, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I really have to put a lot of emphasis on this parasite cleansing and start cleansing the parasites out of the body, which, you know, the, the CDS, the MMS works great for the ivermectin works great. The supercharged C60 works great. The urotherapy, the urine therapy works great.
0: Yeah.
1: And people are incorporating these things into their program right now. And you have to, you are going to be exposed to parasites, to mold, to fungus, to all this stuff on a regular basis. It's something you really have to do on a continued basis, almost like continue doing it your whole lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the reason I say that is because if you look at the background of ivermectin, it was a soil, came from a soil based microorganism something that you would have eaten every single day if you had your garden, you would have consumed it. And that bacteria is a vital bacteria that you should have normally in your digestive tract, in your microbiome, which slowly secretes avermectin, which you naturally deworm yourself all the time. But they knew that. And part of their plan was to kill off all the soil-based microorganisms through the chemtrails and through the geoengineering pro- programs and putting high levels of immu- uh, aluminum and all kinds of toxins into the soil from the air that would kill off these microbes, and especially the microbe that secreted the avermectin before they renamed it ivermectin. So it's something that you should be doing, I would say on a weekly basis is doing some sort of deworming. And people used to say before this, before everything happened with this pandemic, people would say, you know, do a parasite cleanse once a year or do a parasite cleanse twice a year. Now we know that it's something that you should do, you know, one day a week, take some, take some ivermectin or one, you know, take some Paratrex or take some, you know, Chlorine dioxide or, you know, do something on a regular basis to make sure that you're continually cleansing those parasites out of your body on a regular basis. And then last but not least is the chemicals and heavy metals. The reason why we do that last is because we want your liver functioning good. We want everything functioning good in your body before you start yanking out all of these, you know, mercury and lead and cadmium and all these heavy metals and chemicals. Uh, from your system, so you can eliminate them. Right. So most of the time, actually, believe it or not, when you start changing people's external and internal environment, yeah. changing their diet and everything, yeah. and then you go take per- someone through an intestinal mm-hmm. cleanse, three liver and gallbladder cleanses, a parasite cleanse, and a chemical and heavy metal cleanse, mm-hmm. it really is that simple. In the majority of times, I would say eighty-five percent of the time, all their conditions they're suffering from will be gone just after that.
0: Wow. wow. That, that's amazing. That's, that's so amazing.
1: Well, you're uh, just eliminating what caused it in the first place. Right. You
0: know? Right. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It's logical, <laughs> but it's still it really
1: still pretty- is in simplicity. Like every, it, it really is. At one point in time, early in my career, I had 400 different types of supplements. I literally had cabinets on a whole wall And I would go through the whole process of all this blood testing and urine testing and all this stuff. And I would have all these supplements and I would say, okay, you're deficient just here, do this, do this. Now it's so simple, just you know, clean your body out, drink your own urine if if that's something you want to do, because ultimately that's that's the ultimate healing substance. And you don't all you need to do is just detox. You don't need to do all that. I mean, we eventually found out that all that testing. If you want to go get testing, go get testing. It'll help a little bit, but your body body changes every single day. We did, we tested people once a week for like six weeks. And like every time we tested them, we had different results pretty much. I mean, so it's, it's just like your body changes all the time Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, I, I've learned that over the years, you can, s- everything is that heals you. The best is free
0: mm-hmm. and it's in
1: simplicity.
0: It's free. Like, and simple. You have
1: everything for free that God has given you already. You have your own urine, you have meditation, you have mindfulness, you have nature, you have sleep, you have sunlight. You have like all these things that don't require you to go to a doctor. You just need to understand and learn how to become your own doctor.
0: Well, I love that. that that's beautiful. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about sunlight? Because I think that's one thing I think people are uh, becoming more aware, but we've, we've been really lied to about it, haven't we? We've
1: been lied to about pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. There was never any skin cancer before the pharmaceuticals wanted to come up with a whole scheme about telling us and lying to us that the sun caused cancer and the sun was dangerous to us. And that part of that was because they wanted to market uh, sunscreens and they knew that it was a huge market. And it was also another way to boost up the profits of the petroleum and oil and gas industry. See, the oil and gas industry works hand-in-hand with the pharmaceutical industry and works hand-in-hand with the agricultural industry. They all work together, and they're all owned by the same companies, basically. BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, I mean, and those companies funnel up to the elite, and then it it funnels up to just a small group of families. So it's basically all owned by the same people. That was another creation of fear uh, in people that we had to be scared of the sun so they could, you know, create all kinds of climate change issues in the future, global warming issues in the future, uh, cancer industry. Like we never had melanoma until people started putting all the sunblock on their skin. So it wasn't the sun. It was it was the chemicals. It was just the same as tobacco. Tobacco is actually an incredible herb that's been used medicinally for thousands of years. You know what they find in the tombs? They find tobacco, aloe vera, and marijuana, cannabis. Those are like the three most effective um, herbs. Mm -hmm. What happened with tobacco, there was never any cases of lung cancer before they sprayed 1,000, 600 to 1,000 chemicals on the tobacco plant. I just read not too long ago that someone did an analysis and they found over a thousand chemicals on a Mar- on a Marlboro cigarette. I remember looking at one years ago and it was six hundred eighty something chemicals and carcinogens that they found when they analyzed a Marlboro cigarette.
0: Wow,
1: that's okay. God's not going to create anything in nature that's going to cause cancer. Okay, nothing in nature is going to cause you. It might be poisonous temporarily or something like that. Like poisonous snake that bites you or, but you have the antidote inside of you, but these are all manipulations of, you know, taking something that's created in nature and making it man-made. And so the sun has been manipulated through the geoengineering projects to block out the rays that create vitamin D production on purpose so then they could, they it's called seeding the skies, and you can pull it geoengineeringwatch.org or .com. I think it is is a really good mm-hmm. site to go to, and you can type in chemtrails, geoengineering projects. They were using that as well as weather modification technology. I mean, it was developed in the 1930s and 1940s. They used the Vietnam
0: War was of, testing the Vietnam
1: War. They used a lot of weather modification systems. Exactly. So this has all been used for quite some time. So the sun is not dangerous. The sun actually heals you. If you just think like everything that they're trying to do is take away what God has given you to heal yourself. They try to take away your sleep. They try to, you know, guide you away from meditation. They try to get you to slather a bunch of toxic chemicals on your skin every single day. I, I, I say that the invention of sunblock has is, is, is been worse than masking people because what you're doing is you're masking your skin, lathering on you, like putting a mask over your largest organ, your largest detoxification organ, and you're poisoning your largest organ every single day. It's insane. I see people slather this white sunblock on them every single day. It's part of and I'm their routine.
0: Kids. And I'm kids
1: on kids, on themselves. It's just, I mean, it's just insanity. And so that's, what's leaking into your bloodstream and that's, what's causing all the issues and that's, what's causing the melanoma. And they, a part of the process too was to take away your number one immune building vitamin, which is vitamin D and the sunlight produces it. Do you know that they did a test on the Miami lifeguards a couple years ago? And there's literally they, they're they not producing, they're in the sun all day long and they're producing zero vitamin D. Now, part of that is most of that, the reason why is because they're slathering sunblock on. The other reason why is because that the geoengineering projects are blocking out the, the rays that naturally produce vitamin D. I recommend everybody, there's, you have to be on a vitamin D supplement. There's no other way around it. Everybody should be taking vitamin D at and least vitamin every day K here. to help vitamin absorb K, it. Iodine. Iodine is another, you know, big conspiracy theory behind that, with taking it out of the salts when they realize that iodine by itself will pretty much eradicate the majority of illnesses. And it's uh, will wipe out the gynecological industry because uh, all cysts and all um, ovarian cysts, fibroids any type of abnormal tissue formation in your system, what is all because of iodine deficiencies. And there's just not enough iodine in in the foods that you're going to eat. So every person should be on iodine. Also iodine decalcifies the pineal gland. That's another reason why they took iodine out of everything. Not only did they take iodine out of everything, but they added bromide Brominated con, uh, uh, chemicals into everything. Nice. And that is extremely toxic. So basically, now you have everybody that has an overabundance of bromine, chlorine, and fluoride, which are the toxic halogens. And iodine is what grabs those and takes those out of the body. Nice. So I highly recommend everybody gets on a nascent iodine formula like the detoxidine and uh, and utilizes that at least a couple times a week or goes on a on a program to detoxify your body. Iodine is just it's a miracle substance. It's purple. It's like your th- it's like your crown chakra. Some people mm-hmm. call it God's mineral. It is used by every single cell in your body. Now, people have used it for every single condition. There's no bacteria, virus, fungus, anything that's been able to survive in an iodine rich environment. As a matter of fact, we sub- the first paper we submitted to the government when the pandemic happened was a 17-page paper on the efficacy of iodine for any type of harmful organism.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, of course,
1: that got squashed like everything else got squashed, but, you know.
0: but if the, So the question I think a lot of people have when you talk about iodine is a, a thyroid, right? Because it can impact your thyroid. Uh, It can speed it up or, or just change it. Right. So modify your.
1: Yeah. So that, that's, that's another issue that's been highly falsified. Um, I, any thyroid condition, whether it's hypo, hyper, or Hashimoto's, they're all due to an iodine deficiency. Now, most of those cases are because you have high intake of chlorine or bromine or fluoride. And some people says, well, I just drink spring water or whatever. And then you ask them, well, how often do you eat out Mm -hmm. or do you sleep on a memory foam mattress or, you know, whatever, whatever. And then, then, then they start finding out that they have excessive amounts of fluoride that they're consuming or bromide that they're consuming. And that's what messes the thyroid up iodine actually starts pulling that out of the thyroid and over a period of time. That's another reason that that when they did their goiter study in the Michigan Mm -hmm. goiter study, the goiter belt study, uh, they found that iodine was what was fixing the thyroid that was eliminating the goiter. And it was iodine deficiency that was causing all of the problems in the thyroid because your thyroid is an endocrine gland as well. Mm. The issue with, you know, the met mainstream medical saying, you know, oh, you're on thyroid medications, don't take iodine, it's going to mess with your thyroid. Well, because it can take, and Dr. Brownstein did a lot of the studies on this, eight months to a year to pull out the brominated compounds and the fluoridated compounds and to rebalance your endocrine system and to rebalance your thyroid especially since the the, the this, this is the level of bromate, brominated compounds that people are all your couches your rugs your everything is sprayed with brominated compounds because it's a fire retardant and it's in all the foods that we eat it's just it's 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 just incredible the amount uh that we're taking in in fluoride the same way you go to get a cup of coffee at a coffee shop you just took a bunch of fluoride in you drink green tea Black tea, you're taking in massive amounts of fluoride, more fluoride in black tea and green tea than a than a whole glass of city tap water. You take a shower, you're soaking in brominated compounds, fluoridated compounds, all kinds of other stuff. So it's just it's a fight. You know, you start take iodine and you're taking it out, but you're putting it back in. You're taking it out, but you're putting it back in. So the three things that we found as far as thyroid is concerned is iodine, B12, and selenium um, deficiencies. So usually we'll put people on iodine, B12, selenium, and we'll tell them it could take, you have to look at all these things. You have to get all these other things out of your life. And it could take up to eight months to a year before your thyroid's back to normal. And then what do they do? They, this is when you're doing the iodine, when you're taking iodine internally at these amounts, of Mm -hmm. course, what's going to happen with your thyroid is you're going to go through periods of hyper, then you're going to go down to hypo, and then you're going to go to Hashimoto's you're going to go through these cycles like this.
0: Right.
1: So the reason why iodine has gotten kind of a bad rap is because people, they get excited. They go back into their endocrinologist. And then all of a sudden they do the, the thyroid panels Which, by the way, are not really that accurate, and all of a sudden the doctor's like, "Oh my gosh, now you have Hashimoto's," or "Oh my gosh, now you have hyper," or "Oh my gosh, now you have hypo," and they freak the person out and they say, "What are you doing?" (laughs) And they say, "Well, I'm on iodine," and then they go, "Oh my gosh, iodine is you know all this," and they freak everybody out and they create a a, a, you know all this fear, and so then the the people listen to their doctors, and then they think that the iodine's not working. However. Dr. Brownstein has multiple videos on his YouTube channel. I have a video on my YouTube YouTube channel that says everything you need to know about iodine that goes into all the details about all this and, um, and the thyroid function testing that Dr. Brownstein and Gus Abraham developed, which is the only accurate way to measure iodine in the body and it, the effect efficacy of thyroid. So Another good thing for your thyroid basically is the urotherapy as well. I mean, that, that is going to, you know, help bring your thyroid back into balance.
0: Wow. So you, you, since thyroid is endocrine related, and I, I think by design, but we're seeing a lot of endocrine disorders. I think that's been a huge increase, uh, recently. Uh, what are your thoughts on a lot of, uh, a lot of mainstream doctors will put people on, you know, certainly the pill was like for women, the most common, uh, not as a uh, contraceptive, but, you know, as a hormone therapy, essentially. Um, and, you know, now they're doing that for for people of all ages and for men as well. So what are your thoughts on all of that and what can be done that might not be uh, well, my,
1: my thoughts are the same as every other doctor's thoughts that I've ever talked to in the natural mm-hmm. space and mm-hmm. even the medical space and even the functional medical space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's nearly impossible to balance out somebody's hormones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like really is one of the hardest things you can ever do. And you can talk to mainstream medical doctors because hormones are going to fluctuate all the time depending okay. on your emotional state, depending mm-hmm. on what you're, if you're having eating soy, if you're, I mean, it's just, it's one, it's and your endocrine system is such a sensitive system mm-hmm. that it's just one of the hardest things in the world to regulate. Mm-hmm. And so I don't necessarily agree with the hormone replacement therapy, um, trying to balance out people's hormones. Well, let me say, I don't, I don't I didn't disagree with it as much as as now with the research that I've done on the urotherapy mm-hmm. n- knowing that there's nothing that I found that would be able to balance your hormones out perfectly more than your own urine because what happens is okay I'm not super against um the the bioidentical hormone replacement because it it has done tremendous things for people and it has mostly women. Guys, mm-hmm. guys, guys don't really feel anything, but women, Sorry, right? especially, they feel it. Yeah. Even though guys' hormones start decreasing from the age of 28 on, sure. It's not like they they do have mood swings, but they don't really associate it with their hormones. I mean, most mm-hmm. of the men will have erectile dysfunction, or they'll have something, you know, uh, down there related to their hormones later on. But women are extremely sensitive to hormone imbalances, like extremely. Yeah. So in that case, bioidentical hormone uh, uh, replacement can be very beneficial, especially um, postpartum depression or mood swings or suicidal tendencies, or, um, you know, just hardcore emotional, you know, um, emotional issues and even, um, any, any, any like weight gain issues or body issues or extra weight around the the stomach area or the thighs. I mean, women just have I mean, it's really tough for women when, when they start having hormone issues because like everything changes. So for that case, I would say anything you can possibly do to help that, do it because it's, you don't want to be, you're just weighing out the consequences at that point. Nobody's happy. <laughs> Nobody's happy, you know, when you're, when you, when, you know, your wife is go, going through all kinds of hormonal issues. If you know about urotherapy, if you know about urine therapy, it's the best ever, because within a short period of time, your body's going to produce exactly what you need every single day. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, if you drink your first morning urine, it will balance out your hormones perfectly within usually about three weeks. But you should start to notice some changes almost immediately. So what I would like to see happen is a balancing effect of people shifting from bioidentical or even natural mm-hmm. creams like progesterone creams and stuff like that mm-hmm. over to shifting into what your body is producing for you naturally every single day in the perfect balance. Like I just got, did a hormone pal- panel on myself. I'm 54. Mm-hmm. And I had all my testosterone was like the age of a 20 year old. My, oh. I was growth hormone, the age of a 20 year old, all my hormone DHEA, all my hormone profile came back half my age wow Like in, like i was in my 20s wow and there, there is no male over the age of 50 that you can test anywhere on the planet that's going to have their hormones that's why they're suffering from so many sexual dysfunctions is because their testosterone is so low
0: yeah. and
1: everything else and now you're starting to see the same thing in kids you're starting to see hormone imbalances and dysfunction in children young children even yeah, And that's why they're, they're starting to question their gender identity and all kinds of other stuff.
0: Right. But yeah,
1: if you're, if you're a woman and you're having issues with your hormones, I would say be open-minded and do your own research and look into urine therapy, urotherapy, because where, where, where do you think they're getting their hormones from anyway? from most of the, the hormone replacement drugs are made from cow urine. I mean, uh, horse urine. Really? So they're actually getting it from human and horse urine and that's how they're making all the bioidentical hormones. Yeah. It's all coming from urine anyway.
0: So if somebody were on, I I guess this is like the supplement question, right? If they were already on this and they wanted to try the urotherapy, would you recommend that they stop the uh, bioidenticals or would they continue?
1: No, I would usually rule of thumb is to continue for about three weeks with whatever you're doing pharmaceutical wise, some right. pharmaceuticals like steroids, you know, hopefully you can work with a really good, open-minded, uh, natural practitioner. Most right. natural practitioners, um, if they don't have an open mind, then they're really not a natural practitioner. Right, you know I mean? right. So You can tell them and introduce urine therapy to them and tell them to read the book. The best book ever written, in my opinion, is Your Own Perfect Medicine by Martha Christie. I had a copy of it somewhere, but I have the whole PDF for free on Mm urotherapyresearch.com. And just if you're not your practitioner, if they're not open to new natural things, then I would probably find another natural practitioner or functional medicine doctor. You want Mm -hmm. them to be open-minded. Like we have to be open-minded in this field. Like this is the field that we're in. And, um, then I would say, you know, work with them and slowly start, you know, weaning yourself off Mm
0: -hmm.
1: over a period about usually about three weeks with hormones, with steroids, even steroids, what you want, really want to be careful weaning yourself off of or, Mm -hmm. uh, opioids, anything you could go through some sort of biochemical change that could be Mm-hmm. a little hard for you to go through. Um, you know, some of those might take, you know, a month usually, but usually you should be able to wean off of everything within three to four weeks.
0: Okay. Well, you're talking about children and I, I agree with you. We are seeing this. Why do you think there is a rise in hormone imbalances in children?
1: Um, well, majority of, you're starting to see more uh, breastfeeding now, but you have still the majority of children that are being raised on uh, formulas that have lots of soy and lots of toxins in them. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it really all comes down to the, uh, phthalates, the BPA, the plasticizers, the chemicals that are causing a really hardcore endocrine disruption that's happening. um, That's causing all these, they're they're basically endocrine disrupting chemicals or hormone disrupting chemicals, EDCs. You can type it in Google and you'll have a whole list of them. Most of them are coming from plastics or plastic derivatives in the water. Mm -hmm. And so these kids are exposed to these things. I mean, how many moms are Um, or dads, you know, lathering their kids with sunblocks or lathering them with all these other things or soaking them in, you know, by the way, fluoride is an endocrine disrupting chemical, you know, they're giving them baths and all, you know, toxic water and showers and, you know, using toxic hair care products on them. And it's like basically everything that these kids are exposed to is creating toxicity in their bodies and their bodies just can't handle it. Especially since they just came from the amniotic fluid of them breathing and and drinking their own urine for nine months and uh, and coming out of that environment and their skin is soft and subtle. And now they're being exposed to all these chemicals and all these toxins. And whenever they in this toxic, toxic breast milk, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm not the breast. I'm sorry. The the um, the formula. I mean, these formulas. You know, you can go in the grocery store and get water that's fluoridated specifically for kids. It's just insanity. They're feeding kids this, this fluoridated water and these toxic baby formulas. And the, like I said, the only thing the baby should have is breast milk, mother's milk. And not only that, they're getting injected. They're getting injected with all these toxic DNA altering shots. And I I just call them, they're not, to to me, I don't even like to use the word vaccine because most of them aren't even vaccines. Mm -hmm. They're bioweapons and they're toxic cocktails. I just call them the devil's cocktail because that's basically what it is. They're just toxic cocktails, of stuff that doesn't even, you know, the the best natural vaccine, which is an antibody to an antigen, Mm -hmm. is your own urine. Your own urine produces the perfect vaccine for you. Even the flu shots that have been marketed for years, you know how they do it. They just sit around and at a meeting and say, oh, let's just take this flu from this year, this one from this year, this one from this year, this one from this year. And now they have hexavalent. The flu vaccines in the last five years have been hexavalent flu vaccines, which they've taken six random influenza or like SARS strains or H1N1 strains, and they just put it all in there. It's like, you can look up. They're putting literal bioweapons inside you. The influenza virus, every time it replicates, it's a different virus. So it's scientifically impossible to create a flu vaccine. You can look it up on Google. Influenza. You can't make it. It's impossible because every time it replicates, it's something different. Right but people are being lied to and led to believe that they're going to get this shot and it's going to protect them against something when it's going to do nothing but ruin their immune system even more.
0: Right. Right.
1: So children, I mean, you talk about children, and that's what really gets to my heart right there Yeah,
0: because I have a 15 year
1: old and a 13 year old and that were raised organically that have never had a Coke in their entire life that, you know, are about as clean as possible. And the strange thing is about five years ago, I was just joking with them one day. And I was like, you know what, you know, you're so clean that your sperm might be worth a million dollars one day. (laughs) Yeah. And now the other day, one of them was like, hey, dad, remember you said, because they know what's going on. They were at the advanced medicine conference with me and they know what's going on around the world. And they know that the, the sterility of all these people that are being being sterilized. Yeah. And they're like, dad, remember you told us a long time ago that our sperm might be worth a million dollars somewhere. Can we sell it?
0: <laughs> <I was laughs> That's like, <laughs> funny.
1: No, but <sighs> They, uh, this is what really worries me. I mean, the, yeah. what really worries me is what's the attack on our children. Yeah. What are these children? Oh my gosh. What are they learning in the schools? Or uh, I mean, their minds are being poisoned so bad. So their minds are being poisoned so bad and they're being poisoned. And it's just, it's so sad to see these children and, you know, the world that they're that they're being brought up in and, and that they're living in. And so, you know, part of what we're doing is just trying to educate everybody. That's part of the reason why we're really getting into this, um, the digital side of things, because yeah, we're seeing all these kids that are basically living in these metaverses and these digital worlds. And you know, the only way you can reach them is through is through these worlds. That's why we're doing these health giving NFTs, and we're you know we're we're we're, we're trying to create the healthy verse mm-hmm. instead of the metaverse. But you know, and and bring training and education into you know this next generation of kids. Can you believe that more kids watched this digital concert not too long ago in the digital world? than people watched the Super Bowl worldwide last year. Wow. Now, that is a mind-blowing statistic because the Super Bowl has always been, in my lifetime, the most watched event ever until last year. And and there were more people that watched this this digital concert in in the metaverse, in this digital world, than watched the Super Bowl. Now, that, you know... Astounding. Out, I mean, yes. Astounding. Yeah. So some, we have to reach these children. We have to reach them and that's where they're spending their time. So that's why I'm dedicating time and a lot of money to, to bring, you know, this educational component into these digital worlds.
0: Right. What do you see for the future, uh, for the future of medicine, for the future of humanity? And what are your thoughts on what, what's coming down the
1: pike? <sighs> that's a tough question right there. <laughs> Sorry. That's the that's a good question. I mean, it's the question that we all want an answer to, but I don't mm-hmm. think there is an answer to. I mean, I want to believe and I want to have faith and I yeah. want to have hope that we are in the beginning stages of the great awakening right now and more and more yeah. people are wakening up. There's going to be, uh, you know, a massive amount of people that are going to die. But that's just the way it is when you transition into into the light. There's we if you go back to the vibrations and the energy. Right. Yeah. So there's a group of people and that's just their karma. I mean, that's just that's their destiny on this this life that they're living. And they they have given up to a certain degree, their soul and their power to people outside of themselves and they believe everything that they hear they run to the doctor they're part of the game they're zombified they're already there's no chance of them ever waking up and that's just you know that's just the way things are going to work out and unfortunately they're not gonna they're not gonna make it and there's a group of people that have known since we were children that we you know, have been studying spirituality and awakening and, and we feel the connection and we've been led to the truth and we've been led to um, helping people transition. And we've been, you know, we feel like we've been here on purpose. Like this is our mission. This is our passion. This is what we're doing here on this planet. Yeah. And so it is extremely difficult for people that are, that are on that lower vibrational level To understand us right like they can't believe we're not getting the shot like they can't believe we think that you know all that they they are on a very very low vibration and for the people on the high vibration they can't believe that the people on the low vibration Mm -hmm. are actually getting the shot and running out and they can't believe oh my god can you not see it can you not see what's going on Mm -hmm. like wake up right But we have to understand that it's just the vibration that you're living on. It's not it's you know, it's not time for their awakening. Maybe they have another lifetime that they that they that they're going to be awakened. And this is what's what's happening. But we shouldn't judge them. We shouldn't be mean to them. We shouldn't, you know, judge anyone for their race or for their religion or for their political beliefs or for their religious beliefs, because that's all mind manipulation anyway. That's all stuff that's been developed to put us against each other, to fight against each other. Ultimately, our souls are nothing but love. We're all brothers and sisters. And our souls, no matter what you believe in or what, you know, anything else, your your soul is going to love my soul. My soul is going to love your soul. But we are here for the people that are going to be awakened. And there are lots of them that have been zombified that have been on that low vibration that have been as far down as you can possibly imagine Mm -hmm. that have completely switched in and become awakened in less than 24 hours because their daughter died. So those are the people that are coming out into the middle area, right? The vibrational zone of awakening that are starting to finally need us. And even the people that are watching this right now, or that are going to be watching this show, all of the people that follow you, all the people that follow me, everyone's going to know anyone who knows this information, whether they like it or not, to to some degree is going to be a teacher or a healer for the next at least four or five years. Because as these people start coming up, they're going to need all these teachers and all these healers and all these people to help guide them and hold their hand because it's difficult. It's difficult to get awakened really fast.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not easy. Your vibration shifts that fast. It's 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 rough. You know, you're all, your vibration shifts that fast. You're already going through a lot of trauma, a lot of a lot of disorder, a lot of, um, pain and a lot of suffering from your losses. That's why you woke up to begin with. Right. So we're, they're going to need us like, in, in, in we can't do it all and help each, you know, everybody. So that's why there's a lot of people that have awakened and a lot of people that are learning the truth so they can help everybody else, you know, rise to the next level, the next level of vibration. So that's what I see at least that's what I, what I hope for. I am seeing that actually. And you know, there's a spiritual war going on. There's a mental war going on. There's a physical war going on right now. We're right in the beginning stages of this. Um, All I can tell people is make sure knowledge is your greatest asset. Always. It's not gold. It's not silver. It's not anything gold and silver. I would definitely have on hand. (laughs) Yeah mostly silver because i'm a big fan of silver it's, it's undervalued and that's what the elite is trying to to get right now so silver gold food make sure you have ways to sterilize and you have access to water we are going to have we're already seeing food shortages there's going to be more of them coming you these are the signs that you need to start awakening when you start seeing gas prices go up you start seeing food shortages you start seeing people becoming more sick around you. You start seeing people with heart disease, stroke, myocarditis. These are all wake up signs. Something is coming. Something is coming. They're going to pull out all of the stops. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a rough ride. Yeah. You're going to see an economic collapse. You're going to see inflation. Move your dollars, not financial advice, but move your dollars into Tangible assets that you can hold, buy stored food, cans, stuff like that. But regardless of that, you will always be safe if you understand that you have the most powerful medicine within you the urine therapy. You can heal anything that comes your way. You can even survive on it if you need to for a hundred and something days just drinking your own urine. Wow. You always have that. Most people. Have every single thing they need to survive within a one mile radius of where they live. But most people will die because they never know what they can use to survive. That's why knowledge is always your greatest asset that you'll ever have. Learn about your your plants around your house, in your area, the medicinal plants, what what you can eat, what you can't eat. That will save your life. Knowledge will always save your life no matter what, because in a state, let's say the worst case scenario, you're the only one in the community that knows that urine therapy will, you know, clean any wounds, you know, burns. You can wash your hair, make shampoo out of it. You can put it on your face. You can drink it. You can use it as a fertilizer. You know, just knowing little things like this from a bartering, let's say somebody comes over with an infected limb, you say, yeah, I'll take 10 ounces of your silver and I'll heal that up for you. Well, guess what? You know that. So knowledge will always keep you safe. Oh, here, I have some food over here. I have some sprouts over here because I know the, this is edible. Dandelion, for example, which pretty much grows everywhere where you can use the root, the leaf, the flower, everything chop it up into a salad. Oh, you need some food. Yeah. Okay. I'll take an ounce of silver for that. Here's a little packet of some dandelion. They don't know what it is. You can eat it. So knowledge is always going to be your best aspect when it comes to survival.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's when when you put it, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of knowledge, so I, I definitely agree with that, but when you put it uh, so concrete like that, and especially in terms of what, you know, a lot of people are saying might be a reality in the future then that that's really profound that's and that's very hopeful so is that yeah. something that people can achieve we can ascertain knowledge so yeah well thank you so much for everything and if you have anything else you want to add and close out with and definitely tell everybody where to find you yeah
1: well, I mean I just I like to give people the faith and the hope mm-hmm. that they can become their own healers and and they do have the power to heal within. Spend more time in meditation. Spend more time balancing out your time. You know, time is the one thing that you can never get back. I've, I've interviewed so many sick millionaires and billionaires that have come to my office and that, you know, they always have one, a few regrets, Because I always say, would you do anything different? And they said, you know, I would do a lot of things different, but really I would manage my time differently. I would spend more time with my kids. I would spend more time with myself. I would spend more time with my wife. Balance out your time. Your time is valuable, valuable, valuable. You can never get time back. So make sure you spend, you know, useful, useful, productive things with your time And just know that you have the power to heal yourself. Pay attention to people, practice meditation, practice mindfulness, get out in nature, help people, work on yourself every single day, you know, set aside some time in the morning, win the mornings, do some personal development, do some meditation. Just try to better yourself every single day. And, you know, we have lots of information. I have information on my YouTube channel, Dr. Group. Go there. I have massive amounts of videos I've been doing for years and years and years there. I have the Global Healing Institute now, which we're getting a lot of like-minded healers together for exactly what we predict is going to be happening. So we have the tools We have the people, we have the protocols, we have everything in place, and i have the courses. I have all the courses that will teach you how to become your own doctor. The root cause of disease, the urotherapy, the water-only fasting course. I mean, all the courses that teach you everything you need to know. And you can always find the best organic raw herbal extracts and products at globalhealing.com. So thank you so much for having me on. Really had a great time today talking to you and... uh, (laughs) Likewise. Um, Really looking forward to maybe doing something else in the future with you as well. It was great.
0: Likewise. Yeah, I would love it. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.